Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Me and Myself. And we had a little two-week hiatus moment simply because of the fact we're broke, struggling, and, you know, just trying to achieve a dream out here. But nonetheless, we're back, and we're joined with Jay Saint. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Thank you for coming. You have a lot to be excited about in this moment. You have your EP coming, mm-hmm. your new single, Stripper Moves. How are you feeling in this moment? I'm I'm feeling blessed. I'm I feel very excited and um I'm humbled. I'm humbled by everything. I'm humbled by how great my skin has been acting this summer. Right. <laughs> and um yeah, you know, like I just feel like you know, I'm I'm starting to come into myself like as a person. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. So, you know, it, it's it's good good times. Mm-hmm. Great times. What do you think is attributed to you coming into your own as a person? Is it like career oriented stuff? Is it just the way God's timing or whoever up there is timing is working? I feel like the timing, the timing Mm -hmm. of everything, you know, everything is starting to align itself exactly the way I want it. Um, And I feel like it's not a coincidence. I I work really, really hard. And, um, you know, it's just the timing i've 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 paid my dues yeah <laughs> i've paid my dues i've waited on the sideline and i feel like now it's time for me to get in the game mm-hmm. you know and yeah it's my time to shake shit up yeah because for those of you who don't know jay saint jay saint has a resume <laughs> and when kenneth your pr sent me the email i was like like i knew of you and your music but then i saw you know your background and what you've worked in and i was like mm-hmm. Jay has a resume here. So I completely understand what you mean when you say you've paid your dues. I wanted to get into those dues you've paid, actually, and, like, your background in music, how you started, and then getting into Bad Boy. So how have you, how did you get your start in music, So um, I essentially got my start through songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written, um, and it, it was a journey. It wasn't easy for me to jump into the songwriting game. Mm-hmm. For all the songwriters who think it's like, oh, write a song, send it to someone. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. Yeah. So um, someone um, believed in the way that I formatted my songs and thought that it would, um, it was something that they needed for the label. So um, I, um, in turn, was just offered an opportunity to write for Danny Decane. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of 16 writers that was a part of the whole making the band, um, you know, uh, empire. Because yeah. <laughs> it was definitely an empire. It was a time, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, you know, had the opportunity to write with the girls, sit with them, you know, see what the vibe was between the writers and them and see what they were feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of did a cut too just like how they did cuts yeah you know um and um it it, uh cut down to eight um some of the writers were seasoned writers who've written for like whitney and all of them so you know it's just a young person that just came out of college like for me that was just like a big huge dream um i didn't necessarily know any of the writers um Mm -hmm. i just knew that i was good at what i did so yeah you know, um, I was studying and being a student at the same time. Oh, I was being a student at the same time as, you know, grasping an opportunity and trying to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, that's where I got my start. I got my start at Bad Boy, writing for the girls. Um, I had to fight to get some credit for the stuff that I did. You know, I was young and dumb and and was just, like, so happy to be a part of it, everything. Uh But, um, you know, when residual income didn't hit the way I was was supposed to hit, I had to kind of, like, you know, uh, figure out the legalities of everything and, you know, I learned it the hard way, but, you know, it kind of just, you know, kept, you know, kept me really, really, um, what's the word? Informed. Yeah. Of, you know, of the industry and the songwriting industry, um, first and foremost. So um, I got my start through writing, mm-hmm. writing for the girls. You know, they, they were my first, that was my first gig, you know, and then wow. many more after that was it like a publication deal you were signed um i was or? i was i had a uh, publishing deal yeah. publishing deal okay yeah. i had a publishing deal yeah. i got you how did you even get in contact with bad boy was it one of those stories of like oh yeah i just met this person at a club and we networked and da 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 like no 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 i was i was that hustling mm-hmm. new yorker who was at starbucks who was on blogs trying to figure out where x y and z would be at to get coffee for who and get you know so i was that artist that was like super super hungry and really keen on meeting the people that i knew would get my life started Mm -hmm. you know as far as music was concerned and you know i ran into one of the interns at starbucks because i knew he was going to be there (laughs) i knew he was going to be there and i ended up giving him my cd and I told him, like, how I was like, hey, man, we're, we're both in the same place. We're trying mm-hmm. to get to a place where, you know, um, where we feel we need to be. You right. know, if you could just give me this opportunity and just put this on his desk, I will be very grateful. Wow. You know, and that's what happened. And you know? he did. Elliot Turner, man. Wow. Thank you. If you're <laughs> mm-hmm. Elliot, like he really did his big one for me. And um yeah. he gave him the CD. I got a call and you know, I was asked to meet on Monday morning at wow. um yeah, at the Sony building. Oh, and gosh. I from there it was, it was yeah, it was the rest was history. Wow. Yeah. I love people like that. Mm-hmm. People like Elliot, just random angels that God sends to you. You know, not because I mean, I I knew of him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, like he didn't have to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, because there were multiple people who declined me, you know, who I knew was getting coffee for, you know, and they declined me. So, yeah, um, he, you know. He was like, all right, bro, I got you. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of I got you's and I didn't hear any call back or anything. So, yeah, you know, I feel like Elliot really did that for me. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. people don't realize about life in general. But like specifically to this conversation, this industry is like everyone thinks like once you put your foot into New York, once you cross between the New York, New Jersey border and you're in the city, like anything is possible. You just have to talk to the right people, this and this and that. But it's a lot more nuanced and harder than you yeah. think because yeah. you could talk to the right people. But those other people have lives like those other right. people have their right. own bag. They have their own job that right. they're working for, their own future, their own kids. Like a lot of times you will just get like, OK, yeah, I got you. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. send you a text. I'll you know loop you in this email. And sometimes yeah, shit just and, never and, happens you know, from there. It, it, it could also be detrimental to what they have going on, exactly. too. Exactly. So you know, he took a chance and he took a chance on me. So yeah, I, I'm forever grateful for him. Did you ever 
speak to Diddy personally or was it? No. Okay. No, I never did. I mean, um, I I saw him in passing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we recorded, um, we did a lot of writing sessions at Daddy's house, which yeah. is his recording studio. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I... I, I'm, I got a, I got chills yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, that's the boss, that's the boss. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've n I never really formally met him. Um, he, you know, every time the girls were in, you know, the studio with us, which is like times that I could actually count because yeah. they, it wasn't many. But um, you know, when Diddy was coming into the studio, everyone mm -hmm. had to get out. Really? Yeah, everyone had to get out. So it was so, just Diddy and the girls at It that was point. Diddy and the girls and the main A&Rs that were A&Ring mm -hmm. the project. Yeah. I see. How was the experience working with the girls? You probably get that question a lot. But it was great. I'm a huge it was great. Stand, so. <laughs> it was great because, you know, they're people. Yeah. You know, people forget that they're people mm -hmm. and um, they have insecurities, too. They have things that they're not necessarily comfortable with. They, you know, have flaws as well. Yeah. You know, but. Um, they clean up really well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> business. They yeah. clean up really, really well. You know, because I was, I was seeing the sweats and the beanies, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't see the, the glamorous. You know, like I, I saw it the yeah. same way everyone else saw it, but you know, I saw them as people who were talented, and who know, who knew how to deliver records. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Um, they didn't necessarily understand harmonies like that. Right. You know, they had to build it. Dawn did. Dawn did. Dawn did. Definitely. Does. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn did. The other Dawn, ones, however. Yeah. Dawn did. She understood it all, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, she was one of the, um, she made everything really, really easy. Yeah, she's you know, a superstar. In the studio. Yeah, she made yeah. everything extremely easy. Sometimes her ideas wouldn't necessarily get, um, wasn't like it was a they were great ideas yeah. but you know they weren't the final ideas you mm -hmm. know which was you know somewhat sad but you yeah. know she had she was like she was the creative and you knew that and the rest of the girls kind of like learned a lot from what she did exactly you know but don't i don't think she necessarily gets the flowers for that like you know yeah. she thought of the name yeah she um she helped them find their uh, niche as far as harmonies were concerned. Um, she taught them runs. Yeah. No one talks about yep. that. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, she is the, she is the girl behind Danity King. Yeah, I think she's the backbone. Yeah, she was the backbone. Of the group, you know, and for sure. Uh, no one really talks about that, but, you know, she's successful in her own yeah. right now. So. And that's the thing. It's wild that people don't have that discussion more because we see all of her work now. Right. And it's just as excellent as her contributions to the group. Right. Just right. people didn't want to see it. Do you think the fact that it was a girl group and it was five girls too, let alone, that had something to do with her not getting... Her flowers, I mean, to each one of those girls as well, it's hard when you're in a girl group and each one could have their moment yeah. when it's in a big group like that versus a yeah. trio group or even like a four-person well, group. Think, I think with any um, situation like that, when it comes to different um, females and what America wants to see first, Completely. you know, it becomes a little tricky mm -hmm. when, 
you know, we're not even talking about the music em- anymore. We're talking about the brand. We're talking about yeah. what the brand could be, you know. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Dawn wasn't necessarily the the face. I right. mean, if you were as as the writer and, and, and person that was in the studio and you knew who the lead singer was. Yeah, completely. You knew who the lead, mm-hmm. lead singer was. There was no question about it, you know, but, you know as you know an african african american female who was in a, a more predominantly white group right. you know that is kind of what america was used to at the time so that's the direction that they had to go with uh-huh. everything you know granted you know it wasn't it didn't make sense to a lot of people in you know that creative right, space sure. but you know that it made sense it made sense yeah. <laughs> at the time. In terms of news, pop culture, the public right. world versus right. in the studio. Because in news and stuff like that, we'd always hear about Aubrey, Shannon. Right. You know, we would never really hear from other members. Right, 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 right. Of the group. And you wrote Pretty Boy yeah. as well. Was that yeah. completely your well, something you put together? Co-wrote. Okay. Yeah, yeah, co-wrote, co-wrote. <laughs> how does it, how do, how was that feeling when you heard that the song was getting included on the album? Like, how does that whole process go for people that are songwriters are for people that have no idea how the whole process you never know goes yeah you just don't know mm-hmm. until the actual project comes out you wow. know you you sign all the papers you mm-hmm. sign it away you you know you know what percentage you're gonna get you um you know you get the clearance from the ANRs, but you know that final cut you never know so yeah. when i found out from my manager i was just like what was that your first song too to get yeah wow yeah yeah it was it was it really was you know and um until this day you know that's something that i'm really proud of you know proud about because you know they're icons completely they're icons they're still talked about now yeah they're icons you know so um you know i take that with me everywhere i go yeah you know on as far as the credits are concerned you know my name is not there but you know my the my i know that that's my work and i've gotten paid for it and i've yeah. you know still received residual income for it mm-hmm. you know and that's another thing a lot of people who are credited for writing for you know or co-writing for mm-hmm. all all sorts of things regarding a record sometimes won't be in the credits really and still get yeah do they have to pay for those spots on the know. album or is it just you know the company picking their favorites it's the company picking their favorites mm-hmm. and them like a lot of the seasoned writers were in the credits i see yeah because then I could see it from a business perspective. You know, it looks great when you're going through the album booklet. It's like, oh, okay, you know, we have Rodney on the album, so and so and so. Whereas, like, if you bring up an up and coming name, right, people might not right. be as tuned in. Right. Which, like, that's not my perspective personally. But also, there's a lot of people who are in the credits who didn't contribute. <laughs> Did it contribute? You know, it could have been like the word the. Yeah. And. <laughs> exactly they you were know, just you're in getting, the room you're getting full residual income mm-hmm. you know for you know the word the yeah. that you contributed to the song so it's it's a it's a you know it's ways and balances it's it's politics yeah it's a lot 
you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the pros and cons that being a songwriter, like, what do you think those taught you, especially now going into your own as a solo artist now, like, in terms the, of the industry, politics, all that? The pros for me mm-hmm. is, you know, imagining this this melody, you know, imagining this melody on the train or in the shower. Yeah. And then it, you know, being sung by people you admire. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, them repeating the words that you came up with, mm-hmm. you know, for a writer, that is probably one of the biggest gratifications like that I could ever talk about because like, you know, these are emotions that I wrote about. These are things that I want to or imagined experiencing mm-hmm. and you're singing it and you're, you're, you're bringing it to life. So yeah. that is the pro, like for me, particularly that's, that's one of the, the things that I love about songwriting. The cons is that it's extremely easy for your things to become stolen. Yeah. It's very, very easy. You know, we have copywriting. We have things like, you know, BMI and ASCAP and stuff like that for you to be, you know, to get credited for your work. But, you know, there's still there's still ways for your your your, you know, for your work to get stolen. Yeah, that's the that's the big con. (laughs) Mm, You might get a petal, not necessarily the whole bouquet of roses or flowers, you know. Right, right, right. But the 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 pro for me kind of mm-hmm. kind of sort of outweighs it a bit. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing like it. For there's sure. Really nothing like it. Do you have a favorite memory of working with the girls or your work with Fergie or Sean Kingston as well? Um, from writing. The Kingston. The funny thing about Sean Kingston, mm-hmm. um, it was supposed to be my song. <laughs> really? Which song yeah. was it? If you don't mind me asking. Well, well, no. It it was like the fire burning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be um, something for me. You know, Um, I came up with the the melody and, you know, they changed the words. They changed everything. But um, I came up with that. That was my melody. You know, that was something, you know, my manager at the time was was pitching me to the label. Completely. And, um, you know, they. So, yeah, they knew I didn't have my papers together. They knew, you know, mm-hmm. so they was like, man, this melody right here, this is a melody that's going to hit. Yeah. You know, and then I hit it on the radio. <laughs> wow. Did you know that they ended up going with Sean covering the song instead um, prior yeah. to it being released? Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, and, you know, as a person who didn't have any experience, who mm-hmm. didn't have his papers, who did yeah. not know the ins and outs of, you know, of the logistics of songwriting for sure i was just elated at the fact that this you know caribbean superstar you know as a caribbean person myself you know i was just like wow he's a star he's singing you know something Mm -hmm. that i came up with so i you know I didn't see a dime. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see a still dime. Still to this day? Still to this day, I didn't see For a dime. For fire burning, you still haven't seen a dime. I still haven't seen a really? dime. But, you know, um, that's, that's you know, a huge pat on the back for me because that let me know that I am talented and I do Completely. belong here. You know? Yeah. And I can produce hit records. Like, I can do it. You yeah. know? So, 
um, for me, it was a huge, a huge confidence boost, you know, and I, I, t I took that. And I ran with it and I knew that, you know, I was able to write these songs and I'm able to to captivate and and, you know, curate these, you know, amazing melodies. Yeah, you have an ear for it. So, you for know? me, that I would like that was the win for me. You know, some people may think different, you know, which I'm not faulting you for. But, yeah. you know, for me, that was at the time it was definitely worth it you know because i sacrificed yeah. a lot at that time uh -huh. you know so um for me to be to have that type of 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 recognition meant the world to me yeah i think that truth is cooler than the contract yeah you know what i mean like whenever now that song comes on the radio i'm always gonna think of you now right whenever it comes on and same thing you you're in the car and you you know you're with your friends and it comes on the radio mm -hmm. they're all gonna look at you and be like yeah and because they know, yeah. you know, whereas if you just got a contract and some money, how could you, you know, mm. show off or embrace your creative skills that way? Yeah, whereas yeah. like that truth, I don't know, going to bed at night with that truth yeah. means a little more at the end of the day, especially as a creative. Like, yeah, this is a business, blah, 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 all that stuff. But I could tell you care about this shit because you're a genuine creative. You're an artist yeah. before all that stuff. And yeah. And so speaking of, you know, you being an artist who I wanted to talk about your new music and stripper moves as well, because you were talking about how you have an ear for captivating and stuff like that. And all your new music is inspired by sex workers and uh, escorts and how they captivate. So I just wanted to know a little bit more about that. Cause I saw that when I was reading your bio and I was really <laughs> interested and I heard it too in the music. Like I felt it. Um, so Stripper moves really came about just me talking my shit, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, wanting recognition for my shit. Right. This time, this go around, because I do feel like in our community that I am a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, enough people don't know. Yeah. But they'll find out you know yeah. and i want them to find out and i'll make sure that they find out you mm -hmm. know um so it started from there and then i you know got inspired by you know the movie hustlers yeah you know completely. and you know how that you know those caliber of women who are strippers you know found a way to um really dig deep to kind of like you know really hustle hustle yeah. <laughs> completely yeah. you know these you know high-end high roller men you yeah. know in corporate america so i just thought that like that in itself like strippers who don't necessarily um you know settle for just being strippers are the ones Clearly. who are going to be extremely successful. There's so many avenues for you to uh, to to really get your feet wet in. And and with Jennifer Lopez's character, that's what she was trying to, you know, you know, put these women on. Completely. You know, so it, you know, I saw that and I was just like, man, yo, like that's me. Like I just don't want to just settle for being an artist. You know, yeah. or just settle for being an artist in 
you know, the, the queer community. You're like, I want to be more than that. I exactly. want to be a creative who is successful, who inspires, who has incredible visuals, incredible style, incredible, you know, who who captivates people. Yeah. That's that's my goal, you know? And um this song, Stripper Moves, is basically stating how, you know, like I'm the shit. <laughs> Point proven. Yep. That I'm the shit, you know, and you're gonna find out. And all mm -hmm. the all the reasons, you know, that all the reasons that I've stated in the song and you know that I'm gonna continue to state, like, you know, these are facts. These are not things that I just made up. You know, exactly. I, I, I did the work. I'm doing the work, you know? So um yeah, stripper moves is yeah. That's what stripper moves is about, and I'm very proud of it. Very, I love very proud it. Of it. I love how hustlers is the inspiration because yeah, I saw that movie and I left. I felt inspired. Like yeah. I don't care if they potentially killed a whole bunch of rich white men. Like I don't. You can't really kept me at that point. Like I loved it. I thought it was really inspiring because of that message alone. Like they weren't settling for less. Let alone they wanted to take care of their families and take care of their people. Right. Like right. Um, it was the second leading actress. She had like. Her grandmother, who was she was taking care of and mm -hmm. supporting, and then they have the scene where they're celebrating Christmas and everybody's happy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we all have dreams and stuff like that. And of course, like we don't want to cross out our own morals when it comes to achieving them. But also at the same time, like you can't settle for less right. in a world, and especially in an industry like that that only wants to give you like your baseline. Or same thing with entertainment, especially for young people too. Like it's so easy to be taken advantage of, exploited, or just kind of kept at like that intro entry level mm -hmm. you know and just be like oh no you should stay here you're much more comfortable here you're much more comfortable as a songwriter for other people but you know with your music you're saying no no i got this i could I do it for the other girls too and right. i could do it for myself as well right. right you know right and i also wanted to say i love guy like me that's my favorite <laughs> song i love <laughs> that song that's my favorite from that project and like probably one of my favorite from your yeah, yeah, discography yeah. overall that outro uh <laughs> it's just so soft and sexy i love that outro and speaking of sexy to your ep we can tease the name correct for it the upcoming ep the what one more time the ep we could talk about the name correct yeah, of course so gem mm -hmm. it's called um according to what you've been telling me before it's about sex and you're really healthy and well sex life with your partner and i love that so how's everything going with the partner how'd you meet them and what brought you to this point in having such a healthy sex life um <laughs> i love that first of all i love anything that's just about sex because sex yeah. is more than just sex yeah you know like for me sex is 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 um it's important, yeah, of mm. course, but you know, it means something more. Completely. It means something way more because you're you're physically connected, but you know, for me, good sex is physically and emotionally connected as well. Yeah. So when you're more when you're emotionally connected to the sex, it becomes something different, you know? So, you know, right now I'm just in a really good space, you know, and, and I spoke about it in the beginning as far as timing. Mm -hmm. Just feel like everything has aligned itself, you know, with inclu including my relationship 
too as well like you know i have a fiance um and um he is the best Mm -hmm. (laughs) he is the best he he supports me we're 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 striving for different things you know of course mine is music his is art he's an artist and a a designer as well you know and he designs a lot of the stuff that i wear in my music videos and Mm -hmm. you know for photo shoots and stuff and we just work hand in hand but if he wasn't a designer or if he wasn't a fashion uh uh, an, an artist like i feel like we would have still connected yeah in the same way because of the energy like it's 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 almost like a gravitational pull between the both of us and i've never felt that you know with anyone with anyone and (laughs) how long have you been together um it's gonna be four years four years four years like he was my he was my um i knew it was him when you know we got through the lockdown Really? Oh, so you spent together. That's right. We were locked down together. It must have been challenging at some points, though. It was extremely challenging. Really? Yeah. And it was towards the end, did you realize you're like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is a real one? Mm Mm-hmm. This is a real one. Because when I tell you every single Gemini trait (laughs) exposed itself Mm -hmm. (laughs) during the lockdown. What sign are you? I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini, too? I'm a Gemini. So it's two Geminis? No, he's a Scorpio. Oh, okay. I got he's you. He's a Scorpio, yeah. So I'm talking about my... Oh, so you might have been the problem. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit uh-huh. it. I'll admit well, it. I, I really was, you know, and um, I, I, you know, there were traits that I didn't even know existed, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. There were traits that I didn't even know existed, and I, you know, was learning about myself throughout the beginnings of our relationship because I didn't know I had you know, temperaments like this. I didn't know I had, you know, I didn't know I had a, a small attitude problem. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I never, no one ever brought that out of me. I uh-huh. always kind of like stayed in my lane and, and uh, you know, didn't really um, put myself in situations where I could even, you know, give that type of energy off. But right. like, I, it was there. It was there in full effect. And he took it in strides <laughs> and 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 literally was the best mm-hmm. about it and was was really strong about it you mm-hmm. know um throughout the entire process like i don't i honestly t- i tell him this all the time i don't know if i could have you know if i would have made it through the lockdown without him yeah you know because you know, I had my anxiety was just doing weird mm-hmm. things. My mental health was all over the place. And, you know, he, you know, kept both of us strong. So mm-hmm. I knew after that, that it, it was, really? yeah, I was like, yeah, it's you. It, Do you it's think you. <laughs> when you first met, did you know then as well? Do you believe in that whole I w- yeah. love at first I w- thing I w- too? Like, I, I always think ahead. I always yep. think of, of <laughs> I always think ahead, you know, and especially as a new yorker you mm-hmm. just don't fucking know you know and you just don't know who will you know who you'll meet or what will come from a situation but right. you know you have to be hopeful you have to be hopeful and i i was definitely hopeful i was like wow he's fine as hell <laughs> yeah i was like he's fine and you know i could see us happening mm-hmm. but you just don't ever know but you know 
I'll put 100% into it and see what happens. Right. You know, I'm one of those people, like, I'm not afraid to get my heart broken. Because, <laughs> baby, it'll turn into an album. <laughs> hey, exactly. See? It'll turn, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's you know, one of those, you know, double-edged stores. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I'll get stabbed. But I just know that it will the most amazing content exactly <laughs> exactly i'll just wipe off the blood put some new sporin on it and a band-aid and, and, a band-aid and i'll keep it pushing because you'll yeah. be a song <laughs> you know the whole mm-hmm. um it's funny the whole um ex committed project was about my ex yeah you know it was about my ex guy like me it was about my i was talking about my ex yep. you know and um you know like many writers i, I like to I like to speak and and write from an organic place, Completely. from a place of you know that I, you know, you know actually experienced, you mm-hmm. know, because it it'll mean more and the 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 sound, you know, the feeling that I get when I sing it will will be um, true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I <laughs> the whole Exumated project was about him. He knows. <laughs> Hey. You, he knows. <laughs> I think that's the the fun part and it also is the challenging part about being a creative person is that we kind of look for tr- not troubling situations but unpredictable situations yeah. we can't figure out emotionally. Yeah. Because somehow we'll still find our way deep in it and then find our way out, but it, I don't know, it kind of fuels us in a way. Yeah. Like even for me, I'm never afraid to get my heart broken by a guy because I know it's going to influence me somehow to motivate myself more when I go to work, when I go to the gym, et cetera. Yeah. Like it's just some type of fuel. Like I kind of don't want to live without, do you, you know, do you block your exes. Are you like that person that blocked? Never. My, all my friends do that shit. I think that's so whack and so counterproductive. No, you could still follow me and enjoy the show. Like yeah. enjoy on what you missed out on. If know, anything, I, I get like a high, when I see an ex in my stories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I, you know like, they're thinking of you. Like the biggest high. I was like, damn, I looked real good in that story mm-hmm. too. I looked amazing in that yep. story. Yeah. So I don't block my exes at all. You know, I think it's um, so fun to just have them sit and watch still. Yeah. Especially yeah. when they fucked up too. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part the best because, part you know, it. when they see the story, they're holding their thumb and they're like, don't go to the next story. <laughs> they're probably going to unfollow me now. But <laughs> hey, they probably have all the pictures screenshotted anyways for memory and nostalgia and whatnot. Right, no, right. I'm the same way. I don't I don't do that whole thing. Even with guys that like I fell out with that, like we never ended up dating. Like I'll still follow them. Maybe I'll mute them if anything, because I don't need my mind running around and thinking too much because it will go there. Right. You know, you score and you're just like, what, what could have we been? You know, you do that whole thing. So maybe I could eliminate that from my life. But I definitely want to eliminate them from yeah. my follow list. Or but, You know, the way anything. algorithm is working, algorithm knows <laughs> when you just don't want to. So you might not even have to mute them. You just won't see them. The algorithm exposes the fuck out of me on yeah. countless occasions. One, like when there will be a gentleman that I'm talking to or just like kind of randomly currently obsessed with, mm-hmm. they'll always show up first on like my Instagram, like when I view who looks yeah, at my yeah. stories. And I know it's not because he's looking at my shit first. Right. It's just because Instagram knows that I want to see if he looked at my shit first, <laughs> which is annoying. And then same thing, like if I post a fucking Instagram story of like my grandmother and I, mm-hmm. it's like 
50 views or whatever. <laughs> but if it's me and like a jockstrap, da da da, like after uh, the gym, it's like 500. And I'm just like, Instagram <laughs> just wants to stay exposing me. But like, right. also not mad at him <laughs> at this point. But what do you think? I had this question earlier I wanted to ask. What do you think is your partner's greatest contribution to your relationship? And what do you think is your greatest contribution to the relationship? Um, There's a lot. He's contributed a lot to to me, to my personal growth um, that has contributed to me as an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know if I could pinpoint just one, but um, he's contributed to me um, really knowing my worth as an artist, mm -hmm. person, as, you know, someone who's, you know, who's valuable to businesses. Yep. You know, he's he's really helped me understand like who the fuck I am, you know, and um like I think that's probably one of the biggest ones, you know. Um he's also helped me with my patience. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm I'm always looking to, you know, get a a short-term fix as opposed to something long-term and successful and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, he's, he's definitely helped with my patience as well, you know, but that, that, that big one is, um, you know, my worth. Yeah. Know? Because, you know, there's sometimes, you know, as an artist, sometimes you, you question yourself, you question your, yep. your abilities and you question, you know, and he's just like, what the, okay. He'll curse me out and be like, okay, so I'm not, trying to listen to this i'm yeah. not gonna listen to this like do you need me to pull shit up do you need me to play shit like mm -hmm. like no don't do this don't 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 go into this self-sabotage moment you know where you 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 feel like you're you're not you know worth it you you haven't met the right person you haven't you know your your stuff hasn't been heard by the right person mm -hmm. so let's not go there so, yeah He's he's like he's really, you know, helped and checked me a few times, you know, which I, I love him for. Yeah. Sometimes you need that other person, too, because as humans and as creatives and as artists, we get so stuck in our heads sometimes where yeah. we feel like we're just moving along life and nobody could see us moving. Right. And it's just us in the mirror and whatever we're doing, whatever we're working on. And sometimes you need that person, your friend, especially or a partner, somebody that's closest to you to be like, no, I see you. You're doing fine. You're just simply being hard on yourself. Yeah. Or sometimes we just kind of have that bias because we live with ourselves 24 seven, mm -hmm. you know, and you need that other outside non-biased source to be like, no, you're doing good. You're worth it. Yeah. Just yeah. to remind you of that. And I wanted to ask you two more questions. The first one, going back to, music and going back to i mean especially like you worked with bad boy and everything what do you think about the whole r&b is dead comment especially oh because you're an r&b artist yourself God. i said the same thing too and i saw it i i honestly think you know it was clickbait it was something along that lines because it's clearly not dead you know there's there's a different variation of it now there's mm -hmm. a different you know the, there are different um formulas to Completely. and there's different ideas of what people think r&b is but you if you if you think of r&b as genuine drew hill that kind of 
R&B, yep. like that old school R&B, then you're you're not giving R&B its full respect. Exactly. Respect the genre. The genre is more than 80s, you know, 90s yeah. R&B, you know? Completely. There are amazing artists that have helped cultivate this new wave of R&B that is incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that has inspired artists like me, like myself. Completely. You know, you got, you have, you know, you have artists who's, who's one of, I get goosebumps just talking about my mans, but uh-huh. Tank, Tank is yes. like, like my vocal father. Yeah. You know, he's, the way he's he pretty. harmonizes, the way he builds records mm-hmm. is where I learned from. You know, yeah, and even him as someone who came from that era, he is constantly moving in the direction where R&B is moving. I agree. His new music sounds incredible. Slow is incredible. We played it at our station that I work at the other day. So I was just completely taken back and I was just like, did he? Are you even like you're not even R&B, sir? Yeah. You you mm-hmm. no, don't get me wrong. You He's contributed a lot. Mary contributed yeah. a lot, you know, to the genre. Yeah. But you know, to just put an axe in it like that, it's not even, you know, it's disrespectful. It's incredibly yeah. disrespectful. It's disrespectful to artists like Chris Brown. It's disrespectful to artists like Mario. It's disrespectful to artists like her and LMA. Like these yeah. girls, these people are carrying the genre right now. The girls specifically. The girls. The girls. Majority are of the girls. Yeah. Harry Lennox. It's so many. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker is so many. SZA, let alone. SZA. SZA. SZA has, you know, the let classic me- album of our time right now. You know, like SZA's way of mel um, of creating melodies and creating structure within how she moves yep. through verses and choruses is literally like a magician. Yep. No one, no one in the industry has ever done it that way. It's new. It's new. It's new. It's not something inspired or borrowed. It's It's not inspired. It's not borrowed. Because back in the day, in the 80s and the 90s, everyone borrowed from everyone. Completely. And songs had a structure. You know what I mean? They would hear the instrumental first and see what can we fit into this. It was the verse. It was the verse. Yep. Pre. uh, Pre. Yep. Chorus. Chorus. Second verse. Second verse. You know, second Mm -hmm. pre-chorus bridge yeah you could tell SZA writes her songs as poetry before she finds a bed to lie on yes and then like the way her like she does it's not like it's not a nursery rhyme sometimes things don't rhyme in her songs sometimes things don't rhyme in her song and it's like it's incredible like I love that you said poetry Mm -hmm. because it's in her music is incredibly poetic completely you know, so it it was it's a big slap in the face to people who are creating their own lane in R and B. You know, and who could sing their faces off. You know, it's incredibly disrespectful. R and B is definitely not dead. It's just evolved. 
it's it's, it's just, just you know and and you know I know people in my in my world you know of music who are curating amazing melodies and harmonies yeah. that were that were inspired by Brandy and you know Completely. that have taught me you know Brandy's hey natural a what's whole up whole other topic i could start a whole <laughs> you know there yes. could be a whole nother you know so it's 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 disrespectful to people even like her oh my god even like brandy you're disrespecting brandy brandy the vocal <laughs> bible herself Diddy. you're disrespecting monica you're disrespecting exactly. these girls that came from that era mm-hmm. that are still still Monica just did her tiny desk. You're disrespecting Jasmine Sullivan, Diddy. <laughs> Me and my engineer were just talking about that before <laughs> we started. She had the best R&B album of the past five years, probably since me? Control. Her alone, just it just hurt you. Right. You just disrespected. You just disrespected Jasmine. Even and I'm she gonna should say, definitely throw a window at your uh, brick at your right. Room. Exactly. She said that like you deserve it now. Busting windows at your car. You should exactly. bust that shit right the fuck out. Like, are you kidding me? I'm also gonna bring up Janae too. Let's not act like Janae Iko didn't carry the genre from 2011. I think Sail Out came out. She, till... She's another one. She's another one that created a lane all the girls she created a she created mm-hmm. a blueprint 100%. she created she like like nikki she created barbs she created yep. janae's like she they, they're everywhere now everywhere so you can't you can't you cannot say that we've continuously elevated the genre just like every other genre. Exactly. Maybe country music doesn't, you know, move the way R and B or maybe um maybe other genres haven't, you know, given room to yeah. to grow and 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 flourish the way that other genres do. Mm-hmm. But hip hop hip hop continuously grows. You know, um you know, and some people who come from the it, some people who come from that older era yeah. always have something to say when it moves, when it moves the way it does. Exactly. When TikTok caught, when it, you know social media mm-hmm. grabs a hold of it, and TikTok grabs a hold of it, you know, and all these other you know um, social media platforms like you know make it different. Yeah, but it's this. It's still there. Exactly. It's still there. Like some of them shouldn't yeah. be touching it. <laughs> completely completely some of, them, some of them shouldn't be touching it right. but it's still it's still there mm-hmm. and the reason why it's still there is because of artists like i just mentioned that are continuously you know broadening exactly the genre so exactly you know i just thought it was very ignorant and 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 very ignorant yeah, for him to say that, you know, as as a music mogul, as a mogul, period. Yeah, you know that that was just not, you know, not not, you know, Mary's still carrying it too. Still, and you had Good the morning, nerve to gorgeous. say it to her. Right. You had yeah. the nerve to say had that conversation with her. Like, come on. Meanwhile, she still dropped a hit you know? album in 2022. Still yeah. sounding fresh. Still sounding new. Still looking amazing please still yeah. looking amazing so it, it, it was exactly. just really disrespectful i didn't i i didn't pay it no mind you know a lot of people who you know were triggered by it you know did but you know i didn't pay it no mind i just knew what it was like you, you're obviously doing this for some sort of yeah. you know 
attention uproar it's yeah. obviously not true because you the know. genre's doing well. Yeah. And if you care about it, don't you want it to grow? Yeah. Considering he's contributed so much to it, I would want people to not just keep on lingering on my shit because it's my shit. Mm -hmm. No, take what you can from it. And if you don't want to take anything from it, okay, mm -hmm. go and be inspired by else things. Like, go find I your mean, own granted, sound. Granted, there will never be another Mary. There will never, never be, you know... <sighs> There will never be another Alicia. There will never, never. be another, Brandy, you know, Anita. Aaliyah. Like there, you know, another Whitney. There, there's never gonna be another one of them. Of course. And maybe that's why he made those comments because we're not getting that kind of like connection completely the way we do because everything is just so. Um, what's the word? Everything, you know, everything is it's 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 glamorized now. Yeah. Everything is so glamorized. Yeah. It wasn't like that back then it was strictly about the music. music it was strictly about the talent you know and you know maybe he was speaking from that you know aspect but i mean at the end of the day it's still not dead man it's, yeah it's it's not even close to being dead like the battery is still full <laughs> and on another there's another bar mm -hmm. <laughs> i agree the genre is doing just fine yeah if anything yeah. i think it's been growing and yeah. shows have still been selling out people are still mm -hmm. actively going out of their way to see summer walk at a festival jasmine yeah. etc like yeah i think it's completely fine and my last question i want to ask you too speaking of music as a whole the r&b genre every single genre what what do you want your contribution to music to be so you know i i feel like i have a unique sound you know, um, I use a lot of, you know, my culture in my music, mm -hmm. you know, my Caribbean culture. You'll you'll hear some accented parts there. You'll probably hear some accented words in this interview. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I want to just be true to myself as, you know, uh, an artist, you know, of queer experience of, of, of you know, that comes mm -hmm. from, you know, my world and you know, to be treated and respected for my work, you yeah. know? Like, I want for people to 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 listen to my music and, and hear that I'm speaking from an honest place, you yeah. know? And know that this is not a gimmick, you know? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, gonna, gonna talk about things that you probably don't wanna say or you're probably thinking of or I'm going to I'm going to write about stuff that you're going to connect to that you're I'm going to sing about things that you're going to connect to, you know, guy like me. That was yeah. that was something that I loved writing, and you know I knew that my partner would never find someone like me ever, yeah. you know, you know someone close, someone probably that has traits like me, but but like me, but like me, never, no, no. So, you know, I, I want to leave a lasting impression on people when it comes to my music, whether you connect with it, whether you just love it, whether you're just fucking with the rhythm and the melodies and everything. Mm -hmm. I want you to have an honest and real connection to my music. Yeah. And there is a real connection to it because we hear a lot from other artists and up and coming artists that used to be singer songwriters and you hear their own stuff and it's like, yeah, this is great, but maybe their strength lies in more and contributing to other people's music. But your music, it really does stand alone. Thank and I hear and I hear an artist that's an artist of themselves and not just for 
another person or, oh, maybe you could have sold this to someone's artist. No, your music does stand out and I can't wait to see the visuals you have prepared for Jen because it's going to be a visual project, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every song is going to have a visual. Every song? Every song. How many tracks? It's eight. Eight? And you have features too, correct? Yes. Yes. I have some really cool. Yeah. um, I have um, Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a rapper, and then I also have Seven Deep on Love. the project as well. Those are my two features right now. Working on a third one, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited. All the records with these guys are just like, you know. And I, I for this project, I really wanted to stay true to like my Afro, yeah, um, roots. So there's a lot of Afro on this project. I love it. I hope you could do like pop up performances and stuff like that too. If you have that plan, that would be oh yeah perfect oh, yeah, while the yeah, summer's yeah. still happening. Yeah. And so um, I'm actually next Wednesday um, gonna be hosting a party at Labane. Oh shit! Standard. Yeah. I'm gonna take off work. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's gonna be you know that's gonna be a really really good okay. Time. I'll also be you know jumping on the mic too. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because I could see you turning out these parties mm-hmm. they've been having here over this past summer but when can we expect the ep and everything so the ep is gonna be um dropping in october mm-hmm. um you'll get um uh i don't have a confirmed date yet but um but yeah it's gonna be early october mm-hmm. and um you'll get a second single and at the end of september love amazing so i'm excited i'm excited again i want to thank you for coming you're so sweet and <laughs> i'm so excited to see the visuals and everything and why not let everybody know too where they could find jay saint at yeah, in real life online jay saint on um instagram at, at jay got next you can you know familiarize yourself with everything jay saint on jay saint music.com a website too. A website exactly. Too. <laughs> That's when you know you're legit. You're not just an Instagram page, a website, yeah, darling. Jsaintmusic.com will link you to everything, all my socials, my music videos, um, show dates, and yeah. Cool. And subscribe. Love it. <laughs> Please do. And you all could follow me on Instagram and stay up to date with the show at badbussy on Instagram. So that being said, till next time, Jason again. Thank you for joining. And once the EP comes out and all that rolls out again, please come back. Yes, of course. Please come back. This is not the last time. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in.